The 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis was a monumental celebration of America, our achievements, and our rising star in the world. Formerly known as the Louisiana Purchase Exposition, the fair celebrated the 100th anniversary of President Thomas Jefferson's great diplomatic achievement, which doubled the size of the United States. The fair paid tribute to America's rapid expansion. The Census Bureau had announced the closing of the frontier 14 years earlier. America had achieved our destiny as a continental republic. We were the undisputed power of the hemisphere, having evicted Spain from Cuba and the Caribbean in the Spanish-American War. America's technological and cultural might were on full display. The fair began when President Teddy Roosevelt touched a golden telegraph key in the White House, which triggered an artillery salvo in Washington, and, in St. Louis, a huge chorus from the assembled bands, including one led by John Philip Sousa. Millions of Americans attended this celebratory fair out of pride for our country. Odds are, if you and I lived back then, we might have made the trip to St. Louis with our kids. And we, too, would have taken them both for the entertainment and to teach them about our country and to honor our founders, who had given us so great a heritage and so promising a future. But a smaller event next door contrasted sharply with the patriotism and pride of the fair. The International Congress of Arts and Sciences gathered thousands of intellectuals to preview some of the century's worst ideas, including scientific racism and bureaucratic government. These intellectuals did not celebrate America's heritage. They instead promoted foreign ideas hostile to the founding principles that had made America a mighty nation. The event catered to the intellectual fads and trends of European, and especially German, academics. The mood was heady, perhaps because the world hadn't yet seen the horrors that could result from the ideas of German philosophers like Karl Marx. The list of American presenters at the International Congress was a who's who of left-wing scholars, known as the Progressives. Their ranks included utopian dreamers, fanatical proponents of big government, and virulent racists and eugenicists. Woodrow Wilson, the arch-progressive president of Princeton, was all of those things. Within a decade, he would also become president of the United States. Wilson gave a lecture on history at the Congress that summarized this new progressive ideology. He confidently announced the dawn and the early morning hours of a new age, in which intellectuals like himself would be the source of progress and reform. He called on his fellow academics to transform society, much like another professor-turned-politician, Barack Obama, would call for fundamentally transforming the United States a century later. Wilson wanted progressive intellectuals to walk at the van of society, echoing another foreign ideologue of his time, Vladimir Lenin, who called for a vanguard of the proletariat. The role of the progressive vanguard, according to Wilson, wasn't to record history, but to make history and move it to a more enlightened plane. The progressives didn't want to celebrate America's founding, but to overcome and replace it with their vision of utopia.